expecting brides to show up. He has to come and explain how a team that's supposed to win the title cannot make playing. Ah, she you know the funniest thing is that you know when we were saying that Lakers that won the championship, mm. you cannot compare a season where you had you literally had a four month break in between the season to go and rest, rejuvenate your body, and come back and continue the season. You can't compare it to when it's a full-on back-to-back game schedule. They say, you know, Sabi. To be honest, I don't even think that's their problem. Because even that season that they won the championship, before the COVID whatever, they had the best record in the West. They were the best defensive team in the league. Like, guys like yes, they had the so, best you know, they, have <laughs> they were putting See, their... they, had the they had the best record in the West. But the truth is, the getting to that the time they, they shot COVID started around February. They shot the season. I think they shot the season around February. So yes, I think get that, after that was get to get to that period is when the wear and tear actually sets in. Except if you want, if you go around the league, just generally, go and look at of the course, injuries that happened in February mm. March. That's where the wear and tear. Where if if you know if you are not uh, if you don't have a good off season, if you are not if you are not if you are not if you are injury prone, that's where it begins to show. So obviously, getting that four months obviously added to it. And mind you, the reason why I I I, I will not what's the word I want to use now is I I first want to ask that this is how many games did the three of them play together? Set. That's I, the think, I don't even think that's their problem because they played twenty one games together and twenty one games that the three of them played. They won eleven and lost ten. What? I don't feel bad for them, Charles. So it, it's not there's nothing to feel bad for. Like the way that roster was constructed, and the fact that they struck, they stuck with Frank Vogel. when they won the title, you had Jason Kidd, you had Lionel Hollins, three former head coaches in one team, like contributing. Okay, now everybody has gone. It's just Jason Kidd alone. The, the, he didn't. I said Jesse Kidd alone. Yes, it's just Frank Vogel alone. Jesse Kidd is the one leading the revolution at Dallas now. I, I, I exactly, I made him say, now he's left with Frank Vogel alone. And now he, he didn't change anything, didn't mix it up. It was just old. Roaster is bad. I think Vogel, Vogel is just going to be the scapegoat. The truth is, the way they constructed the squad, it was just yes, chaos. Yes, bad. But not to the point by their things. Ah! I'd be but, level. But, wait, let's, let's analyze it now. Who is the first number one thing that Vogel from from his from the experience of what we know about Vogel is that he's a, he's a defensive minded coach. Obviously. He's not really mm-hmm. he's not really an offensive genius. So the mind the mindset of someone like Vogel is that let me make my team solid defensively. I have LeBron James; they'll figure it out in the offense. Now the problem where the problem came for is that every single picking adult Omode Agba. Tarugo, they know that Russell Westbrook needs the ball in his hand to be successful. Because exactly. Everyone knows that. I don't know who does not know that. And everyone knows, in the same breath, everyone knows that LeBron in all his team, even though they don't always list him as the point guard, he's always the point guard. He's the one holding the ball and creating offense. And the most successful LeBron teams that they've had in his career are teams where LeBron has the ball, 
and he has but at least two three and three guys that you know, lining up with him so that he can spread the ball and he can create that driving lane for him to go to the basket. So is and is a light a light um, front office mistake, and I think it's just that's where the first. So sacking Vogu normally if they were going to be really introspective and really trying to think about how to resolve this resolve this. For example, Alex Caruso wanted to stay. Front office is not signing. Okay, I'm, sure, I'm sure if they go back to that decision, mm-hmm. Vogu will have clamored for him to stay. Because that was one of he was one of the star guys on that Vogu in terms of always playing him, defensive presence. And see the difference when he's on the floor for Chicago and when he's off the floor. You can see that Chicago uh, have a better defensive out like uh, framework when Caruso is on the floor. So it's obvious that this guy is a, is a like I saw a, a, a video where he was explaining his defensive methods, and he saw that wow. this guy on defense that's where he prides himself. Like, he knows that okay, I'm not the you know, I'm not, I don't have the prettiest jump shot, or maybe I cannot drive to the basketball. I'll move my feet and make sure that I make life difficult for you. And you, so, when you have you lose someone like that, for all this, for all this smack you want to talk about Kai Kuzma, when it comes to when he was given assignment of playing defense, especially in that their Chelsea winning season, when he comes on from the bench, you could see that he could play defense. Even though, yes, sometimes he's a he wants to he wants to get number one option or whatever, but you could just see that this guy can play defense. All the guys they are assembled together, none of them you just it's, you just it's even like, for me. Like give up KCP, Caruso, um, Montres, players that would energy players, high energy players that would have an impact. You give up all that for so players that, defense, that cannot be bothered. The first question is, is the general manager allowed to make decisions? That Was he giving free reigns to make decisions? That's Rob Palenka. Mm-hmm. If he wasn't giving free reigns to make decisions, whoever it is that was giving the free reigns to make decisions that was influenced decision, they should probably restrict the person's ability to make decisions or kick the person out. That's number one. But if it was Rob Palenka that made those decisions, even though it was not by LeBron, he too he should get the boots. It should be as in, I would expect that someone like Rob Palinka should be able to sit down with LeBron and say, LeBron, I understand the you are trying to do brotherhood and uh, chemistry and whatever with um mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook. Yeah. But look at, look at let me let me present you this thing. Russell Westbrook is so so percent from three in the last three years. Russell Westbrook is so so percent after after you drive it from the basket, like from the free throw line, is so so percent for the last three years. Give him that figure and say, with this kind of um, shooting statistics, he is not going to be a good fit for us because number one, you can't you can't be you can't get the opportunity to drive it to the basket because let's say they were expecting Anthony Davis to be fit. Anthony Davis is the center, or maybe the four, but regardless, he is going to clog the paint. That's number one. Number two, you yourself, you are not the best. Yes, your three point percentage increasing this year yeah. to thirty six or something like that. But still, you are not a like you are not an elite. Mm-hmm. You are not an elite jump shooter or three pointer. Yeah, you can shoot jump shots and you are you are you are you are, you are, you are a, a mystery knife. But still, that's not like your biggest strength. Your biggest strength is like full court vision, driving to the basket, kicking out to open guys, making layups, making dunks. Those are that's your that's your strength, guy. Russell could not work. Then number two. Explain to, um, to LeBron, guy, this guy's salary cap, like now he has a player option for 47 million in this following season. He's going to pick that player out. If they want to get rid of Russell Westbrook, you can't now, change it to February. They, need to, 
They need to drop another first round pick to whoever is going to check. Once he picks other option, you can't check him in February. The team never stuck together. Well, I, I don't feel for them. Hello guys. Um for those that just that just listen, it's one of our not podcasts. Um I guess it's just my abolish tonight. We've been discussing Lakers since Element has refused to show up. But tomorrow pressing or should I say less pressing issues? Because when I start now, these people will say I hate whiskey DFC. These people bullish were planning on Friday after the video's performance at the FIFA World Control. Obviously, we are planning that, oh my goodness, it doesn't matter. It's not, a, not an achievement. The Grammys is the biggest occasion. The Grammys is the work of our sport. Yes, I agree. The Grammys is the biggest. They already telling them that as soon as we skid wins, we are going to drag the video from here to beyond. We will drag every other at, at um, It's Machala's king, blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, as God have it, they didn't win anything. So let's see stuff like, oh, we won't want them. The Grammys is overrated. We don't care about it. We don't need that validation. We don't need validation for Westerners. You could see, you could even see Nigerian music colleagues, people that didn't say anything when Bonaboy lost. You could see them come and say, is Grammys is trash. Maybe that thing. I, I, I don't get it. I understand that Whiskey DFC, like they have an obsession, they are crazy and whatever it is for them. But the fellow musicians that are there um, defending Whiskey and trying to make the Grammys look like something that is ordinary. I don't get what their point is. It's you know so you, you know the way the way when when you are you you normally you are thinking about something or you are you are, you are actually every day you are being fed something like something's being told someone keeps telling you uh, it's a, a, a is B A is B and you are, and you get to think about it every day on the day when A is not actually B but because you have been fed A is B every day and you've been thinking about it. You just blot it out. That's exactly what's going on. So some of all these artists, in the deep of deepest of their minds, they don't even they probably have no opinion about this thing. But they've seen that there's a mob around, you know, the whiskey desk guys. And they know that okay, one or two supports, and then maybe when I drop my next project, I'll get that flurry of first um, stream or flurry of first um, publicity, you know, people. You know, that's that's the delusion that they pride themselves with. They feel yeah, like they are responsible. Delusion. Yeah, they feel like they are responsible for whoever will make it and who will not make it and whoever is... You, you understand? So, I think some of all these artists and celebrities also have bought into that um, delusion. That, okay, if I... I know... I have obviously, I've seen some Twitter accounts that were probably from like 1,000 followers that grew to like 15,000 followers just by... Coming on Twitter to say, Mashallah is king. <laughs> you, you get like they'll just say, no one like Mashallah. They after the no one like Mashallah, they put an advert under their post, and then they were they kept doing it constantly. When they got to their target amount of followers, they stopped doing it. I've seen a couple of follow a lot of handles like that. Wow. So I think it's just that delusion. I, I even there are a couple of them. Some of them are yeah. very popular. I, 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 back, I, I even you see. I understand for the people that are trying to build followers or create cash or create accounts. See, what this artists, what the other musicians don't know is that Whiskey DFC are paranoid and very self. When they said, oh, CK's um, Love One City is the most streamed African song ever, like ever, the biggest African song ever, these same people come out and tell you that does he have a Grammy Award? What does he have a this? Whiskey DFC hey, no, don't want any other people win. So if you're supporting them with the mindset of maybe they will support you, they won't. They might support you in the beginning. 
two keys and the support key. The minute hey, boy, after but that's that's they won't. Delusion, delusion works. You you so delusion does not does not equal reality. Delusion will make you feel like oh this is if you are doing it then you get this you get this. That's why you see some of them doing it. But the truth is my 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 take my major take about these guys is that I I, I me I, I I feel like you know people people are suffering mm-hmm. and you know the suffering and poverty in Nigeria is causing a lot of mental problem. And wow. the excess um, creation of this mental problem don't don't flow or no Twitter. <laughs> because you can obviously see that these guys are not mentally stable <laughs> with their comment, with the way they some of them some of them are. I sometimes I do feel like maybe they have like a couple of bots and you know a couple of guys that just flood Twitter to just make themselves you know loud and unnecessary. But I think it's just poverty induced mental problem. That is causing it because I some of the arguments they make, some of the times they come out to make the arguments, some of the way they make the arguments. For example, you go to Angelic Kijo's page and you're harassing and you, her, you're harassing her. You are harassing her because what kind of standing is that? In the same breath, you are telling us that Grammy does not matter, but you are disturbing <laughs> Angelic. So if it does not matter, normally, if it does not matter, it's not supposed to be a trend, it's supposed to be a case of it does not matter, let nobody even talk about it and everybody forgets. But the fact that you are you are you are trying to bash Bonaboy's Grammy, you are saying songs who game that Bonaboy is singing um, uh, spiritual music and we 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 okay. You to go and sing. And you know the funny thing when Beyonce won for Brown Skin, they say ah, it's because of they're so happy, they're so you know they have won Grammy. But now that they you know, they didn't get the Grammy. It's just delusion. I think it's just delusion. I mean, I don't pay them mind. Some of them, I block them on site. Yeah, I, I even, if I see Wizkid on your profile, I will just unfollow you immediately I see it. But my, my, like, how do I put it? The most annoying part for me regarding this whole stand culture is that someone obviously came out and said um, Wizkid enjoys it. Me, like, even when I go against Wizkid, Wizkid is never the problem to me. But it's that particular fan base, not Whiskey fans, so that particular fan base with the title of Whiskey FC. But now someone has said, okay, if Whiskey doesn't enjoy it, because we've seen instances whereby there was a particular time in 2020 after I released the Made Lagos album, and um, so there's a particular man that came out and said the album is not that good, and Whiskey FC ran his business down with bad reviews. So all these things that he do, if Whiskey is not enjoying, don't you think he or his team one day would have come out and said, oh, you know what? Uh, guys, let's just dial it down a little. So, let's just dial it down a bit. To an extent, it's just a case of mob that started off as something small that you mm-hmm. can't control again. I think that's, what, that's, the, that's the kind of situation they're in right now. Like, yeah, uh, maybe at New Skid, there'll be some part of what they're doing that Whiskey will obviously enjoy and like and you know all that. But there'll be some part that I'm sure when even when he sees it, for anybody, it will be repulsive to them. But it's a case of, can you really? Um, because the truth is, they push his music, they push everything he does. They are the ones that are responsible for creating that awareness buzz around everything. Because there are some accounts that if you go through like their first 50 tweets, everything is about whiskey, everything on their page, their profile picture, whatever. So they, they have their intimacy to someone like him. And mm-hmm. I think at the initial start, start you know, you, you empower stuff like that. But when they become a mob, like Bay for example, when they become a uh, mob, you can't. Okay, you, yourself, like crazy. you can't. You can't control. You can't come out. If 
as it stands now, if Whiskey FC should come out and say, uh, FC, uh, let's not, uh, what's it called, talk about this Grammy again, I'm sure they would, they would start bashing him. <laughs> I, I am 100% sure they would bash him. Like, they would tell him, Mashallah, no, shut up. Can you call, can you call? They would, I'm, I'm, yeah, it is mental. So get, oh, it is, it is it's a mental problem. So I'm sure they will bash him, but it's just, I don't think he, he uh, yeah, he should, but the truth is, at some point, if you come out today, come out tomorrow, come out next tomorrow, people feel like the one you don't come out for. And maybe you're just tired of coming out to come and say something. You feel like, no, you're not tired of coming out for, is the one that you don't yeah, care about that kind of thing. So, so I, I, I think, I think, I don't, I don't see it as whiskey's problem. I just see it as a case of oh, a group of guys mob that you, you encourage, and now you cannot really control any longer. Uh, anyway, uh, to more social matters that involve the country that we live in, because I don't know the kind of control, the kind of mindset that people have these days. Where yesterday night, I just all of a sudden that ah, they said in Kichi blessing Sunday, and her husband got separated, and the both of them, like husband and wife, are doing separate. Instagram lives to attack each other. And I'm wondering, like, what exactly is going on? Like, what kind of world do we live whereby, oh, me and you are dating or are married or they eventually fall out of the marriage and we cannot keep quiet. We are suddenly in a hurry to go and bash the other person publicly. Like, I, okay, maybe because I like to live a private life and stuff, but we never understand the idea of, you know what, I will go and track this person in public. It doesn't make any sense to me. Eh, you know not a mental problem now. Well, <laughs> I cannot get in that. We, we need, I think we probably need to invite a, 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 a or if you set up one day on our program to come and chat with us. Maybe I'll think of someone I can invite that will just join us for one episode. You need to understand, babe, mental problem, only which might affect you. You, you have not, okay, let me give you an example. You know, you have seen people that you see them at a, maybe, Get to bust up or beggar in mm-hmm. suits, everything increased, everything. Do you not be talking fast, fast, fast? That's when you know that ah, I shot the cool, like, uh, he's just wearing clothes, he's not fully complete. And that someone can log in on Twitter for me, pay mentally. Oh, okay, this is social and the truth. So there are different researches that have shown that there is actually a a um, addiction metric to social media. Like there's, a, there's actually some sort of addiction, some things that happen to you when you use social media at a particular rate. So the truth is, those two people, in the first place, you need to go and look at how were they living before. Were they the kind of people that any, if they chop biscuits, you know. If they buy a car, you know. That's where you first start from. So if they've always been living their life to get Twitter, um, social media validation, they want to also entice Shamga. See Tori Lanes. He was yeah. charging court guy. The violation is not because the violation is that you mentioned someone you are in an ongoing case of that you are, you are talking about them on social media about the particular case that you are still in court for. And he was charged for that particular case. And then they they, they gave, I think it was a bill of three hundred and fifty thousand dollars He has posted the bill, obviously he's rich and he has gotten away with it. But imagine if he could not post that bill. He would have had to stay in jail for maybe a week, two weeks until he gets on to post that before him. Just because he wanted to do Twitter validation. He wanted people on Twitter to believe that his side of the story was the correct one. If your side of the story is correct, the, the case is in court. Finish the court case, clear yourself, then you can come and tell. But because of that social media attention 
you know, always being right, always being the one beloved, always being the one that the fans are adoring on social media. That's exactly what goes on. And that's why you, you saw those people you mentioned. I didn't even know them from anywhere, anyways. That they, yeah. they, they are going on Twitter to try to get the validation, to try to make themselves seem like the um, the saint or the one that is the innocent one. See, so I see, think that even, the, see, even the one that we saw on Twitter like three days ago, I was it two days ago, of you know, sometimes like there's this random trend on Twitter whereby uh, someone posts something and another person will be like, oh, who's in the battle? Let's go on the date. Like, who's in Lagos? Let's go on the date. Who does want to hang out? How many guys want to hang out? So, this guy posted, the girl says, oh, no, well, let's go on the date. And they went on the entire date and everything. And this guy did all kinds of nonsense. As far as they had fun, then they did, the guy messed it up at the end. See, that, 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 that tweet, I don't understand why the girl came to come and narrate. And that to be honest, she should not come and narrate. I mean, but, but, but the reason why she came to narrate that, but one, should, one thing you should understand, that the reason why she came to narrate was, this guy went to Twitter a day before, to go and, like the night before, to go and host a space. To body shame the girl just to form like, the same girl. Uh, I mean be, the same yes the guy went on Twitter a day before a night before to go and host a space created a space hosted the Twitter space had his friends and some people come over to body shame the girl and talk about how like to feel big like hey I'm a big guy the girl was after me blah 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 and every other thing then her body's like this she's even fat all these kind of things like body shame the girl just to feel big then the girl saw that I was just in the space then joined the space as soon as the guy saw how in the space the, the girl was requesting to speak so other people in the space were like oh this guy said let me stop talking then the girl general another space and somebody mentioned it there that ah this girl was talking about one part and the gay babe knew that she was the one the guy was talking about do you understand why she went to post that trade now yeah yeah i do i do I exactly do. because my own issue is not with the guy because it's obvious that we kind of like age day and age you are in is you hang you hung you are hanging out with someone you went on a date with someone i don't care whatever it is that happened it, it, and obviously from everything you don't want to mess it up and the babe still respected you enough to say hey let's do this again but you the, the like you said the validation the the spirit to feel like oh i am more than i am i am big like people need to understand i'll be baller i can run things do you understand you now come on twitter you didn't tell your friends so you didn't even lie to your friends like four of your friends but ah blah 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 like which is even stupid in the first place you didn't do that one you now came to twitter to come and host space just to, so I, I don't know what it is like i don't know if it's like you said maybe it's mental emails but it is it, like it is because hmm? some of the things information they divulge some of the things information they divulge are actually information that even one-on-one there's kind of things that you should take to your grave exactly. like you read some you read some thread, and then you'll be like, ah, you should take it to your grave. It's not something that anyone should hear from you. But they will come and say it comfortably. So I think it's a case, it's just addiction, a case of that, um, having that urge to seek validation, to be the liked one, to be the accepted one. You know, that is, I, I think that's just what it's about. Being the accepted one, being the one that everyone accepts, that, that that's the main reason why most of the things on social media are being done. Anyway, it's just crazy. Champions uh, League proper. The one about nothing predictions are back. Like I, I've seen a few tweets about people asking about quiz and stuff like that. But we'll probably just start with predictions for this week. For those who are willing to win Urgent 2K, it's quite simple. Just focus on the Champions League. At least the first legs are gone. So right now, all you need to do is predict 
the accurate score of any there are four Champions League ties going on the four Champions League games predict the accurate score of aggregate score of any of the Champions League game any game you want whatsoever any game you believe that okay the aggregate score or the aggregate score will be 4-4 or 2-2 or 1-1 whatever it is that you feel the aggregate score will be at the end of the game second leg predict any one of them correctly tag five people use the hashtag on about nothing predictions like I said, tag five. So in, on, in honor, in honor, in honor of Barcelona, Mobito, you can predict. <laughs> I, I'll be sponsoring one more. You know, so we are going to okay. be having double. Oh, ah, that's, so that's amazing. You can, you can predict the score of you know the Barcelona Frankfurt second leg, not any Europa Barcelona Just game. Second leg, but the aggregate score of the both of them. Okay, do aggregate score, aggregate score of, the, of both legs, okay. And, okay. and then and then let's okay. let's let's have it. Okay, so, so as, as you guys can hear, so predict the accurate score of the Barcelona second leg. The rules, same rules apply to start five people. Make sure you are following us, retweet and like the tweets of the predictions. Then accurately predict. You can predict both. You can win both. We don't want to another discrimination. One person can be lucky enough to win both. Um. Anyway, let's just move away from that to the Champions League itself because I think the best place to start is Karim Benzema. It's it's hello. Yeah, are you, uh, uh, can you hear me? Yeah, you went off for a bit. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I said my network was bad yesterday when I was trying to stream that game. Then I came online. And I saw the game. <laughs> Maybe I came online. I also two zero. I was like, what what what? <laughs> like what, what, what exactly is going on here? Like how did he get to play by two zero? How did they score two goals immediately? Only for me to figure out that Benzema had scored two goals. Yes, I, I, over two weeks I probably felt Real Madrid would win. But I didn't expect that masterclass from Benzema yesterday. So I think it's just a case of a striker in supreme confidence. If you have a striker in supreme confidence, half chances, quarter chances, any small opportunities, you 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 can feel that effect, and that confidence usually spreads to the other team. What I mean by that is that when you have a striker that wants to give him a quarter of a chance, you know that he's going to take it. That it energizes the midfielders, you know, maybe that last leg to put that last leg in the tackle to win the ball back because they know that the person they are giving the ball up front is not going to disappoint them. He's going to give them an assist. He's going to like it energizes the team all around. And oh. you could see the way Benzema was playing. It's just a, it's a case of a talented, obviously talented footballer, a obviously experienced footballer in in one of the best form of his career with supreme confidence and. The second goal was I, I saw the second goal and and, and I was like the the confidence the skill level and the way he could just guide the ball you know back to where he wanted the ball to go to and what and you know you could just see that this guy is currently in his mindset is like his skill level his confidence is there you can see that this guy is playing confident. I and think even Mendy was Mendy was impressed. I decided you know what I'll just give you the third goal for free. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like he, 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 he was because even before that third goal, there was a chance he also like he side footed that young. So it just it was just a case of don't give this like and when you have a situation whereby the defenders feel like they can't make mistakes, that's when it becomes difficult to defend for them because if you if you have a feeling like oh even if I you know slip up and this guy gets the ball, there's, yeah, a, there's it's still saying, a fifty yeah. chance. You know, you are a bit more confident, you are a bit more bold in your attack, like attacking the ball, you are a bit more bold in how you defend. 
But when you have that nagging feeling at the back of your head that any small mistake, this guy is going to punish my mistake. It, it makes you extra jit, like create that jittery in how you defend, you know. And it, it was just, it was just, it was just a masterclass. I, 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 I don't like Madrid. I wished the two teams could lose, but I no. I wish the two teams could lose, but I, you know, there are sometimes when you just see a performance from a player, you know that no, this is something like. Special, you are enjoying that. You can see that this but, guy is. is but but I beg the question. Like I, I know Thomas Tuku said that um, the tie is over. Blah blah blah. Was he trying to uh, use reverse psychology on his players, or does he genuinely believe that okay, the tie is over? There's no way they can go to the Benavar. But but the truth is, Tuku has been struggling for a while now. Not just mm-hmm. these two games that he lost by heavy margins. Even the games they've been winning since January. I, I can't remember when Rhys James, uh, no, not Rhys James, Chiwell got injured. And it, it feels like. November or so. And it feels like, for some reason, he can't figure out what to do with that left foot back position. And it's obvious that it's that, like, if any coach that plays with full backs that, that trots off the line, when they don't have quality ones to do the job they want them to do, it becomes a problem for them. You can you can you can go and analyze any coaches any coach that play with that formation where they have that pullback always join the attack always spring, springing forward when the the elite fullbacks are not there or when they don't have proper fullbacks is a problem for them and the truth is yeah he he would he would he would try to psych his players but I don't think it's it's matter anyway because the truth is. Except, you know, I, I don't see Madrid being as careless or jittery as someone like, like PSG because this is not a, both the manager, both the players, they have been in this moment before. Benzema has won it four times, Modric, Courtois. Like, this is not a case of a couple of players that this is a big, their biggest moment of their careers. No, this is not the case. Which was the case for, for most of the players in PSG, or at least a large chunk of players in PSG. This is a case of players who have done it at the highest level consistently over the years. So you have a case, you, you, are, you are sure that if they need to keep cool heads in the second leg, Modric will step up. You are sure that Cruz, who had a very fantastic game in the last game, and it's obvious that he, he was a bit injured and is recovering. You are sure Cruz has done it everything you can think of for a footballer to do on the pitch, both in trophy wise and even playing. So this is a case of, you know, you have a couple of guys who know what they need to do when they need to do it. So I, I think as much as he's trying to psych his players by saying the tie is over to make them come out, you know, and uh, what, what not ginger them, energize them. I think eventually, even if Chelsea gets on the front foot, front foot, Madrid has, they, they just came back from a tie where they were literally out of the tie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were down by yeah. two on aggregate. By sixteen minutes, felt like they were down. Yeah, like by sixteen minutes that time. So, so they came back and you know won the the two legs by three goals. So I'm sure they've seen so many scenarios, different scenarios. And other than that, I feel like they are generally the better side because who is going to score up front for Chelsea? Who is the main creator in their midfield? Messi Mount, you know, always falters against you know some quality of opposition, and so. So, the, the, apart from the fact that he's trying to psych his guys, the Madrid team is a confident, experienced squad. Then Chelsea is not really as good as Madrid, except to just that, that, that's just the truth. 
Um, so what are Champions League guys? Yes, we all know that Atletico Madrid are the masters of defense of defending. Like is that the major living, is that the media bread and butter? But like Bolly, do you feel like you went too far with this five five zero formation you played against Man City whereby like they offered nothing going forward? Yes, it's Atletico, you, you wouldn't expect anything, but this particular I just feel like, oh, okay, you guys have been doing this time around. You guys don't even want to go forward at all. You could see the frustration on, on the players of City. People were criticizing them, blah, blah, blah. Yes, I'm a fan of, you can, everybody can play tiki-taka. But is it a case of Atletico really overdid it? Like, should they have at least had another, a better plan than what they offered? Well, see, let me let, see, that, that's one. Now for their pockets. <laughs> Simeone is not okay. That's to give me the results I need to go to the next round. If you like, yes, you can 200 years. Can you destroy football? That's your problem. And to be, to, be, to be fair, to be fair on Simeone, I think if he played too much expansive football, he will create so many gaps in behind his team that, you know, a side like City will, will just pick them apart. But sorry to interrupt you, what do you think you will create that gap in the second leg? Because he has to score in the second leg. No, I think in the second leg, they'll still play almost the same way. The only thing is that they'll be more expressive. But in terms of the way they will set up, the setup will still be the same. You don't even deceive yourself. Yes, the only difference that will happen in the second leg is that because of the fans, the noise mm-hmm. and everything, they'll be more in going forward when they get the ball. But the setup will not change. Because the truth is, you need to know your opposition. Yes, I'm a fan of Tiki Taka. I love when you know my, I play. I, I'm watching my team, and they can hold the ball. They can express themselves. But the truth is, I understand that not every team has that quality in terms of being able to control pace, control possession, mm-hmm. control the ball, engage the opponent. Because what will happen is, how can they play from tight spaces when you try to hold the ball and City bring on this their press, which is one of the things that they're very good at. They, like they bring on these four guys to press two people. How can you play out of that press? That is where it can't Atletico do it very well, confidently. And that is where I think they will falter if they try to be expressive with the ball. So, yeah, I would have preferred a more, you know, back and forth game where they come out and express themselves. But to be honest, I think if they play too expressive, they will have chopped like three before they left that stadium. Um, you know, that result, Bayern surprisingly lost to Villarreal. Or new board, I guess that I see um, very much alive. Then Liverpool handled their business 1 3 1 away from home Benfica. The second leg is in Anfield next week, and I'm sure they will handle their business as well. In the Europa League, I know Bolish has mentioned the Europa League in predictions, but for some reason it felt like every other team played 1 1 1 1 1 1, except Braga, who defeated Rangers. Like, and when you see the way the teams are matching up, it looks like, okay, this is a trophy that Barcelona can definitely win this year. Yes, I, I I I saw the game also, and the the other the, the, the if we if we keep our cool heads, you know, do what we are supposed to do. I think it's a winnable trophy. Like, especially considering the opposition, mm-hmm. we are probably we are the we are the biggest in history. We are the biggest side left in this, in the tournament. That doesn't mean anything, anyways. But still, we can and we are playing some of the best football we have ever played. Because even going by today's game. These Frankfurt guys, they came out, you know, they would be depressed. They were fast, strong, they, like they're playing with so much pace. I actually enjoyed watching them play, even though they were against playing against my team. But I could, like, you could see how their abilities in terms of 
you're a young German guy, so they were fast. They like you were beating our press and they were playing really high press game. But you at the at some point, I noticed the calming effects where we were able to calm down with the ball, build up play, create opportunities and whatnot. So yeah, the 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 the, the sides really match up, but I feel like we have a chance to actually, you know, we have a chance if we do what we are supposed to do to actually win this trophy. After there's no Sevilla, so anybody can go ahead and win it this time around. If there was Sevilla in the semi final, I'll probably say like, like or United Emirates never win this Europa League too, so anybody can go United ahead. Is doing by anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> um, on the final note, I saw the FIFA World Cup draw like that happened last week Friday. Um, after going through the draws, I don't know. For me, there's no group of dates this year. I didn't see any group that made me go, oh, 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 oh. Man, this group is yes. There's a group between. There's a group of Uruguay. Um, Portugal, Ghana, and is it Serbia? Which was the other fourth team there? And I'm wondering, even that itself is no group of dates. I, I don't see any group of dates this year, or maybe I'm wrong. I don't even see, I don't even know. To be honest, I don't, I have no like, you know, where you have this mindset that ah, this group or ah, this team, like generally, other than maybe recently when I looked at, thought about ah, Dembele. Mbappe, Benzema up front for France. Mm. It's going to be something for, you know, because it's just a case of they just fit perfectly. Dembele on the other, on the other wing, mm-hmm. um, uh, Mbappe on this wing, and Benzema through the centre. And the three of them are playing inspiring football at the, like at the time. So far, they continue to remain fit till uh, November or whenever the World Cup mm-hmm. is. And then the Argentine team, in terms of how cohesive they have been playing and whatnot, like, I just know that. But there's no Nigeria for them, VC. You know, me. Anyway, Lee, <laughs> I just noticed that two, those are the two teams that recently I just talked about about the World Cup. For some reason, I've, the, the World Cup, maybe because it's in November, maybe because I don't know if I've not really gotten, you know, there's this fever, feverish feeling that comes. I can remember. Up, yeah. yeah, there's this, um, t- uh, like, this way your body starts feeling when the walk up is coming closer. Even the walk up song say, "Yeah, I make." I'm not even trying to shade anybody, but it just felt <laughs> okay. I I didn't really. I'm not getting that walk up fever. No, I'm not. I'm not. So, but but generally, I think I just have a couple of things that I think will do really well at the walk up. Obviously, England is going to falter as they used to falter. I'm saying I'm calling it out from the beginning. There's even a possibility that uh, Iran will break two players. <laughs> they'll break three <laughs> players. The referee has to be really careful in that game because Iran can come with their uh, nuclear nuclear use. I go and use on their players on the pitch, and then there's uh, <laughs> England. So USA. So it's just a, it's going to be a very very <laughs> funny group. But I think I see you know France really doing well, like really really doing well. This World Cup, and I see Argentina doing well also. But yeah, generally, I think Argentina have maintained I think, this streak, a consistent streak. And apart from the, the apart from, I, I was looking at some of the streak, and I was looking at the way they play. Apart from the streak, is the way they play together. And you, I can almost tell to a T. It feels like Messi is doing holiday in PSG, and he's getting. <laughs> It, it, it feels like Messi is just the PSG. Keep his body right. 
putting everything together so that he can be ready for the world. That's way for most times, I think the failure of Argentina to win the World Cup because whichever way you spin it, like they were, they, they were close in 2014. Thank you, Iguain, for not letting them win it. Like they've always had the players. Almost every tournament they go to, they've had better players. Like even more than the likes of Portugal and Coco Dream of. But some, somewhere, some way. Some one of Messi's teammates or his group of teammates is just going to fall time. Might be the coach, might be Higuain, might be Dipala. Somebody else is going to be like, you know what? <laughs> Messi's not going to win this thing. <laughs> Let's just not be going home. So the reason why I brought that relaxing PSG PSG matter up is that you know, obviously, for them to for Argentina to win, regardless of whatever anybody says. Messi has mm. to bring back some of the vintage Messi, like 2014, oh, yes. 2015. Mm. So, and it feels like in PSG, doesn't really do that as much as, you know, you would expect or as they, their fans expected. But I feel like looking at the way the whole thing is shaping out, looking at what is probably priority on his list, I think if it almost feels like Messi is in the, that Whoa. Let me call this walk up. Let me get here, you know. Uh, then after I walk up, I can now go and play and uh, like I can use up, now give it my body. But for now, let me just play. It, because I was watching some of the games and it's just like, okay, let me just, you know, then surpassing me. Let me jump boost my cross. Like, I, let anybody not tackle me. Edge or edge or edge or. Like, he, he's he, messy before. He dives into challenges. Like, you know, when Messi is taking the ball and he's driving, like, even if they tackle him, he does not, he does not scare away from all those things. But mm-hmm. it feels like, He's, he's preserving himself. Well, I hope it turns out well for him, but that's where I feel anyway. Um, like you said, the usual favorites, um, France, Brazil, and Co. definitely find a way to be in the future. And Spain too fancy their chances after an impressive return twenty tournament. Um, yeah, I'm afraid that's all we can take for tonight. Bullish, thank you so much for being in the absence of Elemejan Kunle. Yeah, I'm sure. Who knows? One lucky Barcelona, one non-Barcelona fan out there would win your prediction. Make sure you guys, you know, follow on about nothing, retweet the podcast episode so that you know we can see your predictions and then we pick a winner. Yeah, and the predictions should actually be pasted on Instagram too. So for those that follow on Instagram, you stand a chance to win. It's not just for people on Twitter. So I think the same rules apply. Until then, have a lovely weekend, guys, everybody. <laughs>